0: welcome to restoration city church podcast we pray you are blessed by this message i want to get into the word of the lord i'm going to go to genesis chapter 29 genesis genesis chapter 49 excuse me genesis chapter 49 to share a word from there genesis chapter 49 and I'm going to go to verse number 8 Genesis 49 and verse number 8 thank you Jesus I promise if you, if you talk back to me we'll finish the service quick hallelujah Genesis 49 verse 8 says Judah you are he whom your brothers shall praise your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies your father's children shall bow down before you judah is a lion's whelp. from the prey my son you have gone up he bows down he lies down as a lion and as a lion who shall rouse him up Verse 10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. And the church say, Amen. And the church say, Amen. Amen. I was asking me this morning, Dad, what's the, your sermon title? And I didn't have a sermon title, but if I was going to use a title, it would be Judah is praise. Judah is praise. And when we say the word praise, the word praise means to commend, to applaud, or to magnify. When we use the word praise in this context, it's to commend someone or to applaud when we see a performance or see something that we like, we we clap, we applaud. That is a response. Or we magnify. To magnify means to make something greater. Now you have to understand you can't make God greater than who He already is. He's already a great God. But what it does is that it is he, he is magnified in our eyes. So we make him greater in our in our eyes. So whatever situation, whatever circumstances is there that seems to be like, like Goliath the giant standing in front of you, when you praise God, when you magnify him, it means you make you're causing God in your own eyes to become greater than anything else around you. That's what praise does, it magnifies God. And for us as the believer praise is an expression of our worship. So when we say worship, we also mean praise as well. It's an expression of our worship. And in our expression of the worship, in, in our praise, it is to lift up the name of the Lord. That's what we're doing in our praise. We are lifting up the name of the Lord and we are glorifying him that's what we are doing that's the aim of our praise that's the aim of our worship is to glorify him and we express this when we are praising God and when we are worshiping God we are expressing this because what it does is causes us to humble ourselves before someone who is greater than us we are are acknowledging his greatness And in acknowledging his greatness, we are humbling ourselves before him. And not only are we humbling ourselves before him, we are making him the center of our attention. It means that our total focus, when you really get into a place of praise, when you get into a place of worship, your absolute attention, your absolute focus is on him and him alone that's the purpose of worship why we sing why we do what we do is to get our attention rather on the things around us and our circumstances and situation because they're always there the whole idea when we come into to church and the whole idea of, of of worship and praise is to focus our minds on the lord that's the task. We, we, I know we, in, in, uh, in, we have a worship team, but back in the days we didn't have no worship team. There were no, no worship team. You may have someone who sings a hymn or someone who starts a service, but certainly we didn't have no worship team back in the days. So the purpose of the worship team or the worship or the worship leader, which we use today, is to help us to get to a place where we are totally focused on him because when we come through the doors believe it or not sometimes our minds are not all different things sometimes we have a hard week sometimes we just we just finish having an argument with someone and and there you are coming through the doors and sometimes our minds are just not there it's just not there so the the task of the worship leader or the task or what we should be doing when we come to a place of praise is get to a place where i I lock everything out and the only thing that becomes a focus to me is him he becomes the focus of my attention he is the one who becomes the center of our attention of our total attention and we focus on him and part of the praise and part of worship is when we have a heartfelt expression of love and adoration when love and adoration is flowing out of us, that when we come to church is not based upon anything else. It's not because is we're forced to do it. It's uh, we we respond to to him because of our adoration and our love for him. We should not be doing anything unless it's out of love. Love is the motivation. What causes us to come out on a Sunday? when we got so much other things which we could be doing and, and quite valid. But the reason why we set aside Sunday and come together, the reason why we set aside a time for praise and worship is because we love him. It's our response to him. It's not a big thing because sometimes people come to church and they feel that they're doing God a favor by turning up. And it's not about doing God a favor. It's about our heartfelt expression of our love and adoration. So depending on how how much love and admiration you have for him will be the response of your praise and response of your worship. If you don't know what he's done for you, then your praise is going to be limited. If you're not grateful, if there's no gratefulness in your heart of what he's done and you're not even quite clear, then what would happen is your praise is limited. But for those of us who know if it was not for the grace of God, we wouldn't be here. So our praise, we're able to dig into our praise because we are just so grateful to him. And it's an overflow of that gratitude that we have. So we don't come to church and sit down and we're miserable. We're grateful to God for the opportunity to come and worship. I know what it was like in 2020 when we wanted to come to the house of God. I wanted to hear so desperately the, 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 the church worship together. And we were stuck at home, couldn't, although it was, uh, we had the family around, but you just want to be with your saints. You want to hear the worship, you want to hear the singing, you want to hear people who have the same heart expression as you, coming together and worshipping God. Because there's something when we have similar spirits. And we have the same kind of passion. You know when you get two people who are passionate about something. They could just talk for hours and hours. And so when you're around someone who, who worships like you. Who loves God like you. Then it's easy to just ignite that fire together. David, I was speaking in a men's meeting. I was saying about how, how David, it was important for David to be around people who was just like him. Who had the same kind of passion because when you have a passion for god and you want to be with god and then you have someone who who you're with and they don't share the same passion they don't share the same joy they don't get excited like you get excited about worshiping god it's hard to be around people like that i remember i had a friend i worked with and he was passionate about about golf and at the time i could there was just no chance i wouldn 't even watch golf on TV because it 's too slow it 's not my thing i 'm more athletics so i 'm more into the basketball i 'm into fast pace, so to sit down and watch golf is just not my forte, but he was so consumed with golf and because we had to drive together, we was together every day, driving up and down together, working together. That, he was, that his joy became so contagious. And it wasn't long before I was watching golf, and it wasn't long before he got me on a driving range to go and play some golf and do an 18-hole of golf, because that joy became so contagious. And so when it comes to our praise, and when it comes to our worship and adoration of God, it's a heartfelt thing. It's not something that's robotic. It's heartfelt. Our worship, our praise comes from our heart. This is genuine. If you cut us open, it's genuine. Our heart is full of, 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 of a gratitude towards the Lord. That when we say we love him, this is not a joke thing. We really do love him. When we say we adore him, This is not just words that we use. It's coming from our hearts. We love him. So you don't have to motivate me. I'm already motivated. You don't have to push me. I'm already pushing myself. Because I'm excited about being around my Lord. And being around my Savior. And I want to praise him the bible says praise is comely unto the righteous in other words when you are the righteous people of god no one have to press you to praise praise just comes out you can't you can't help it i, I remember one time in a management meeting i was in this a uh, uh, management meeting and the, the 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 manager the director was droning on and on and on and i was just drifted in and out it was just so boring. I was drifting in and out. And then out of the blue, I just shout, praise the Lord. <laughs> just, ah, I don't even know where that came from. And in a quiet room, everyone just turned around. Because <laughs> the, the Bible says praise is comely to the righteous. It's easy for righteous people to praise him. It's just something that naturally comes out all the time. You are praising God. Praising God doesn't just happen when I come to church. That's right. It constantly flows. It's, comely. It's, it's easy for the righteous. It's only people who ain't righteous. They struggle in praise. Right. But for, the, for those of us who are the righteous, it's just, we can't help it. Even when people tell us to keep quiet. Back in the days when we used to um, go to, in the English churches, and, and this is back in the, the, the 70s, and the English church people would invite some of the black people to come into their church and we would sing, our choirs would go and sing. And it was natural for us to shout hallelujah. It's natural for us to praise, praise the Lord. And for some of them, they would look at us and they would give us warnings, please, don't interrupt the services. But you can't help it. You, you just, you can't help what God has done for you. Even if they say to you, try to keep quiet, try to hold it down. You can't. There's, sometimes there's a praise that just floods up. A praise that springs up. And you don't want to be, you, you're not trying to break protocol. But there's just times when you're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed and you can't help. But praise naturally comes out. Amen. Praise will naturally come out. Praise will come out of hearts that are thankful. Praise comes out of a thankful heart, heart that are grateful. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks in Psalms 136. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endureth forever all you've got to do is take a moment and think about his goodness think about how he's kept you think about the things that he's kept you from the things he's he's helped you through through the week through the months through the years all you've got to do is think about those things and 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 if you are grateful people because there's some people are not grateful there's some people that you will do some kind act to. You will go out your way to help them and they never say thank you. They're just unthankful people. I told you that a couple of weeks ago when I was pr- preaching that part of the sons, the end time, is people who are unthankful. People who come to church and think that God is a Father Christmas. That is just, we just take, 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 and that's it. And so, but thankful people we respond in praise because all we do is think for a moment of the goodness of god and what he has done for us and we can't help it i can't i can't help it he's just been too good He's just being too good if i weigh it up it doesn't mean i don't have challenges It doesn't mean I don't have problems. But stop for a moment and weigh it up. Weigh up, count your blessings. Count your blessings. That's all you got to do is count your blessings. Yes, we've had some hard times. Yes, I've had some difficult times. But when I count my blessings, it overweighs all the challenges that I have. That's all you've got to do. Think about his goodness. And when you weigh it up, his goodness would always overweigh everything else. And so when I'm praising God, what I'm doing is magnifying. Because the enemy wants to get us into a place where all we focus on is our problems and ourselves and our issues and our local incrosyncrasies and all. And we focus in. And what he's trying to do is take our attention away from the goodness of God. We forget, some of us is when we're in problems, when we're in a hospital bed. And we say, Lord, if you can get us out of this situation. Lord, when lockdown, locked down, if, if, if once the doors open, I'll be back in church. And the doors are open, you ain't come back to church. You are just unthankful. That's what it is, you are unthankful. But for those of us who are thankful, we thank him for his goodness. We thank him for his mercies. We're just so grateful. So, we don't need to to, to be honest with you, we don't need the worship team prompting us. (laughs) What we're supposed to be doing is joining with the worship team. The worship team shouldn't be there, just keep prompting. Come on, church, praise him. Come on, church, praise him. Come on, church. You should come with a praise in your heart. And all we're doing is joining together. We're just joining together as one voice, one people celebrating God. Amen. And praising God for all that he has done. Someone shout amen. Amen. The psalmist in Psalms 149 verse 6, he says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. It's, you see, there's, there's praise, and then there's high praise. <laughs> there's praise, and then there's high praise. There's the praise that, Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're great. You're marvelous. Marvelous God. Awesome. That's praise. That's good. But I ain't high Praise. When the Bible says, let the high praise, that word high praise is where we get the word tahila. And tahila means the total abandonment of yourself. It's when you begin to praise God, and I, like David, I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's watching, even though he might be seen as the king. But he would, he would put on his robe and he would dance until he just goes is a total abandonment of yourself so if you're praising God and you're still worried about who's watching you and how you look and whether your makeup is still on or whether your tie is still in place you ain't in high praise you're praising God but the bible is saying the, the psalm is saying let the high praise so there is a praise and then there's a high praise And the scripture is saying, let the high praises of God be in your mouth. In their mouth with a two-edged sword in their spirit. So the high praise is when our spirit is into the height of fellowship and intimacy between ourselves and God. You've locked everything out. You're not worried about, oh my God, did I turn off the stove at home? Oh, I can't. You know, did, did did we switch off the washing machine? It's, it's it's when there's nothing else. There's nothing else. There's no other. There's nothing else. It's just the intimacy between you and God. If you're still worried about who's around you, who's worried about you, who's watching you, then you you're not there yet. And as a church, he's calling us into that place of high praise, where there is a fellowship, where there's an intimacy between yourself and God it's, just, it's yourself and God and you're in that place and it's, it's a high place where you begin to magnify God and it, 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 is, it, it brings a spiritual union between God and a total abandonment of ourselves is when we get to a place where we become totally lost in his presence when you're totally lost in his presence sometimes on the sunday services you can't get there because it takes a while sometimes to unprogram us like i was on holiday with my with my brothers and i was saying sometimes i go on holiday i don't know about you but sometimes i go on holiday And it doesn't matter how nice the place is, the sun could be shining, beautiful beach, beautiful sun, and all that. Sometimes it takes me a few days just to unwind. It's not about the place, but sometimes you've got so much on in your head, it takes a little while to deprogram. Deprogram, then probably after about two, three days, then you get into your holiday. For some people it's longer. Because they're in such places of some people who are pressured in work and, and, you know, high-powered jobs and things like that. And they it takes them sometimes more than seven days. Literally, by the time they're just coming down, they have to get back from holiday. But sometimes in, in the praise, sometimes it takes a little bit of a while to just really get into that place where you can allow yourself to get lost in his presence where you're not worried about time and how much time because some of us we said uh, our relationship with God is based upon time I spent one hour with the Lord I prayed for 45 minutes you know with time in God you know I, I worship the Lord for 30 minutes today relationship is not based upon the seconds and minutes it's relationship if you're with someone you love, you don't say, well, you know, I spent 45 minutes with you, love. That, that's not how relationships work. You just, sometimes you don't have a conversation. Sometimes you just sit in each other's company and just enjoy each other's company and not necessarily any words are spoken. You just enjoy the person's company. But sometimes with us, it's like we spent time, you know, I've done my hour i've done my i pray for my hours so we switch off now we 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 tick the box we tick the box of how long we we sang three songs we tick the box that's not worship that's that's not intimacy so real high worship is when we get lost we don't worry about whether it's half an hour 20 minutes two hours we're not ticking it's not a tick box exercise it's a relationship it's intimacy And that's what the Lord wants from us. It's when we get totally lost in his presence. So why praise is so important? Why is praise so important? Why do we make it central in our church? Preaching is not the central thing. Worship is. Preaching is not the central. What preaching is supposed to do is point you towards Jesus. It's not pointed towards how good a preacher is. If that's the case, we've missed it. Worship and praise is the most important part of the whole service. When worship and praise is going on, you should not allow anyone to distract you. No one should be distracting you because that's, that's the focus of our attention. That's what I'm about. Don't let people distract you when it comes to your praise and it comes to your worship. That's the most important part of the service. And the reason why it's so important when we talk about high praise is because when we begin to get into that place of praise, and as a church we go into the place of praise, what praise does it transports us into the realms of the supernatural? It transports us into the realms of the supernatural And into the power of God What do I mean by that? When you get into a place of high praise And it's not about the songs you sing It's about the atmosphere that's created I've, Many times when I led worship I don't, I don't, personally, I don't give you songs I don't People with, musicians with, normally when, I'm, when I used to lead worship People say, what's your first song? I don't have a first song I don't have a first song. And it makes people nervous. because, w- w- So what are we going to play? We're going to flow in the spirit. I, I'm not robotic. I just flow. Because praise will flow from within me. A song is great. Sometimes we need a song. Sometimes how you feel is summarized. Someone has penned it so beautifully. They've put how you feel in the words. Better than how you can and so sometimes you have to borrow that song and say you know what the words of this song is so beautiful because that's exactly how I feel you know that's, that's it just summarizes so sometimes you have to take those songs and say yeah and you sing it not because Fred, it's Fred Hammond's song you sing it as though it's your song it, you sing it as though you're the one who wrote the song and that song becomes personal to you are you getting anything today <coughs> So when we begin to sing our songs and go into the high praise, what it begins to do, it creates the atmosphere. And when you begin to worship, the atmosphere becomes conducive for the supernatural. So those people who, who moves into the prophetic or word of knowledge or word of wisdom or healing... It becomes very easy because the atmosphere is set. And the atmosphere is set because what happens is the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So, And it's not any kind of praise. Because some people just think it's any kind. You can't give a dead praise and ask God to come in there. He doesn't come in dead praises. I'm sorry to disappoint you. He only comes in a high praise. When, you, when there's an abandonment of you, and the total focus is on him, that he can come into the praise because that's part of his, that's, that's his atmosphere. That's what he operates in. That's, it's like home from home. You set the atmosphere, he, he turns up because he's home from home. It's where he feels comfortable. Nobody wants to be in a place where you're not welcomed. No one wants to be in that place where you're not welcome, or you, you, you feel you're second best, or not appreciated. So when we worship God, and we create the atmosphere to say, God, there's no other, per- no other God like you. Who is like unto thee, O Lord? There is no one compared to you, O Lord. In heaven you reign." majesty, power belongs to you. When you begin to worship God and exalt Him and tell Him how incredible He is, you can't talk about God and He doesn't turn up. You can't. You can't talk about Him. What happens is, is home from home. He turns up in His home. He turns up in the atmosphere of high praises. Not just praise, high praises. High praises, and he turns up. And whenever he turns up, the supernatural turns up. And you know that you've entered in that place because you don't have to pray for anybody. Oh Lord. You don't have to, you don't have to pray for anybody. If, you, if the atmosphere is set and, the, and he is present, the supernatural will automatically happen. There's times when, for those who are very sensitive in the realms of the spirit, what happens is when you go into atmospheres and, and, and they begin to move in, 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 in levels, what happens is the prophetic just becomes open. You, you, you're, you're trying to resist, you, you're trying to keep yourself intact because this is the you just, it's like a floodgate opening up. You can't help yourself. Those who operate in the realms, in, the, in, in those realms, you can't help yourself because that's my realm. Sometimes I've I've gone to some churches, and the atmosphere is on is on point, and and I, I, I want to, sometimes I want to break breach protocol because I just want them a mic, Just because this atmosphere is, is the one is where I can operate it. You could just feel there because the supernatural begins to happen. And, and that's, that's what happens in the high praises. When you step into the realms, it takes us into the realms of the supernatural. It takes you into the realms where the power of God becomes real. The power of God begins to move. When the power of God begins to move, chains get broken. People get delivered. And I'm not talking about when you have to call people out. The atmosphere, because the king is here you you you've now in the realms of the supernatural things happen in the realms of the supernatural you could be going through an issue and you haven't opened your mouth and told anyone and whilst the worship is going on while the atmosphere is here and God is present he just begins to download things chains strongholds is just broken deliverance begins to happen People begin to scream. People, All different kinds of manifestation. Why? Because the presence of the Lord is in the place. So when we praise God, we are letting him know. When we praise God, we are letting him know how much we appreciate him. We appreciate you, Lord. And so whether we praise him in our singing, in our dancing in our shouting or whether it's in the praise of Lord, the hallelujah, the glory to God. What we are doing, we are, we are just expressing how we feel and our response to God and to his goodness. So when we talk about praise within the, as being central within the church, We are not talking about praise because some people think praise is a cultural thing. It's based upon your culture. And praise is based upon your traditions. It's not based upon culture or tradition. Praise is biblical. We respond, praise is a biblical thing. And it's how you respond. That's why you, I remember when I was in Holland and we began to we began, the Spirit of the Lord began to move through the worship. It was a worship conference. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move. And you hear, we had an old English lady, old lady, just beginning to just scream out in tongues and just began to magnify. It, that's not a that's not cultural thing or tradition, because normally within the culture, those English ladies are very refined. But when, it's, when you get into the atmosphere, it breaks through the cultural dynamics. It breaks through the traditional dynamics. So you might say, well, pastor, I'm quite a reserved person. I'm, I'm a very quiet person. When the presence of God comes, the Bible says, shout, make a joyful noise. So it's not based upon my culture or based upon my tradition. And I'm responding because of my traditional culture. We respond From a biblical perspective that we shout, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Will someone lift up your voice and give him praise? I'm going to finish shortly. Let me just finish this up. Psalms 107 says, verse 31 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works. To the children of men. Oh that men would praise the Lord. That is, oh that we would praise the Lord. Because there's so much things that happens as we are praising and lifting up the Lord. That's why sometimes in the service, sometimes when we are having a worship service, sometimes that's why we have to stop sometimes and deal with some stuff because sometimes we're dealing with stuff because the devil can't stand it when we come into God's presence, especially as a worshipping church. The devil will try to put everything in, his, in our way to stop us to being a worshipping church. The devil doesn't fold his arms and leave us just to go into God's presence. You have to understand his strategy. His strategy is to try to stop us from getting into the presence of God. Because the devil knows once we get into the presence of God, there is power. That's why you can have a, a week that's been peaceful. And just before service, just before church, things start to go all over the place things just start to go wrong and you're thinking wow what's happening the reason is the enemy does not want you to enter into that place of the presence of god of praise where we bring the presence of god to us because he knows once the presence of god comes power is coming once the presence of god comes the anointing is going to come once the presence of God comes, he knows that yokes are going to be destroyed. It's going to be broken. Burnings will be re- removed. That's what happens when you're in the presence of God. And the enemy wants to stop us because he knows once we get into the presence of God, miracles can break forth. Miracles can happen. And so don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, Sunday morning. When issues start to happen. Don't be surprised. On Saturday night. Things start to go wrong. Don't be surprised. Because these are all tactics. These are all strategies of the enemy. To distract you. So even when you come to church. It takes you a little while. To get your mind into the right place. And the worship team have to help. So you can navigate. Because he knows. As a worshiping church. And sometimes you come to church. And you're in a good mood. And then someone didn't greet you right someone says something and all of a sudden it's all messed up it's because the enemy wants to stop you from getting into the presence of God because once you're in the presence of God there is fullness of joy that's a, and our aim is to be in his presence that's our desire for praise is to be in his presence so the devil doesn't want us to experience the presence of God what the devil wants is to, to us to live a defeated life. To come in the church defeated, leave defeated. He wants you to leave the same way you came in. But that's why we have to, we have to ensure that we, we have a ready-made mind that says regardless of what happens, I will praise him. You have to have a determined mind. That regardless of what happens, regardless of what's going around, you have to have a determined mind that I will bless the Lord. I'm going to do it. You call your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body, your emotion, you bring it all in line and you command yourself I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. As I said, sometimes, I don't know if it was my brother's thing, I was saying, sometimes it is that that mindset that makes the devil so scared. What makes the devil so scared is when he's throwing his best punch at you. When he's throwing everything at you and you bounce back. When he's throwing everything he can, his best shot, and you still... Come to the house of the Lord. You lift their hands and bless him. Will someone raise your hands and bless the Lord? We pray you're encouraged with the word of God. For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk.